On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with drummer Rob Mount. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Are you overpaying for brand new tires? Stop it. Teens Tires is the answer. Visit them online at facebook.com slash teenstires or teenstires.com. That's T-I-N-E-S tires.com. Or feel free to call them at 304-729-6114. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello? From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode four with Ty Ward. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, I'm there, at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Find the podcast Facebook page, UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Some basketball things happened for WVU this week. Beetle Bolden chose his destination for next year. It's going to be Alabama. So we wish Beetle well in the SEC next season. Two new signings for WVU. Both guards, both six foot four, taller guards, taller than the guards that we have, which is good. And both of these guys were scorers in junior college. Sean McNeil averaged almost 30 points in Ohio at his junior college. And Taz Sherman averaged almost 26 points in Texas. So scoring, warm bodies, taller guards, things that Huggins are looking for for the upcoming season. We'll learn more about Taz and Sean as we get closer to the regular season. But this episode, I sat down and talked with Ty Ward. I mean, we you just assume that we sit down. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Ty Ward, graphic designer, and other things. But he created the logo for Unreasonable Doubt, so I wanted to talk to him about the new football jerseys for WBU, what that's going to translate to for basketball, and we get into other stuff as well. I really enjoyed this conversation. Here's my interview with Ty Ward. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia, home of the true discount deal. Every time you go into Woody's Goodies, you're going to see different stuff in the store. It changes all the time. To keep up with that, go to their Facebook page. Like their Facebook page. They're showing you what's going to be in the store the next day. They also give you the opportunity to share their post to be entered in a weekly $50 giveaway just by liking and sharing their posts. What's in the store right now? I can't guarantee it'll be there when you get there. Baby Alive. Other toys for your last minute Easter basket needs. Cleaning supplies. Baby stuff. Kinetic sand. And so much more. Check them out. Woody's Goodies on Facebook in the store. Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. 
All right, Ty Ward, welcome to Unreasonable Down, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I have to say right from the beginning, you are my number one um, NCAA basketball podcast. Um, I think you know why. Uh, <laughs> why is that, Ty? Tell, tell the audience why that is. I have, I mean, I wouldn't say I have no interest. But I would say I have less than no interest in NCAA basketball or any basketball, really. Well, you uh, kind of you stole my thunder from my first question. What's your relationship with sports and specifically basketball? See, OK, well, we'll start from sports. Uh, you know, I played football in high school. Yeah, um, I was raised uh, not to make it personal, but uh, I didn't have a father figure until I was about 13. So sports when I was younger, um, I sat in the outfield at little league and tried not to fall asleep. That was pretty much my sports up until I was about 14. Uh, played a little, played a little football in middle school. Played yeah. Football in high school, ran some track. Um, I wasn't good at any of it. I shouldn't have been playing football for sure. But uh, you know, those are things you learn life lessons. You learn some, you know, learn about your body, learn about teamwork, learn that uh, life isn't fair. That's the big lesson I learned in sports. Wow. Um, now I watch football on occasion I kind of like fell out of love with it probably about eight or eight or nine years ago. Um, I'm a Raiders fan, so yeah, that nice. That doesn't. Well, they're moving well. to Las Vegas, so maybe you know, no, I, well, something and, you could visit Las Vegas and and see the Raiders live in Las Vegas. Well, see, not to not to uh, not to per- burst that bubble immediately, but I'm looking at it as an opportunity to no longer be a Raiders fan. <laughs> oh, oh, you see, because, you're a clean break. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm from California originally. <laughs> And uh, that's the, the Oakland, you know, I've been to Oakland. I've been to that stadium. I walked across the uh, um, the baseball diamond there as a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, the, you know, I just had a little bit of a relationship with it. But they're awful, and it's really hard to root for a team that's awful always. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just don't – I don't know. I watch football on occasion, and it's just I, – I think everybody – like, I don't know about – it seems like it's like in th- that way in, in professional basketball as well as everybody's just too good. So it almost, I'm like, where's the, like, I want to see somebody screw up. Like I want to see some hard scrabble. I want to see something, you know, the whole, all these rules in the NFL, it basically made it a passing game. So it's right. easier to watch. And it's just, it, it's almost as bad as basketball. That's the thing to me is like, you know me, I'm not a very, I, I wouldn't consider myself a tough guy, but every time I watch a basketball game and I see somebody pretend fall down, I want to kill myself. Oh, man. And it's it's very prevalent. I mean, soccer's number one for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball, yeah, yeah. a close second with flopping, yes. uh, just straight up acting. It's, they it's, deserve it's very prevalent. Yeah. Yes, they're bad. And it, I get it. I understand. Like, And I've had friends say, and you probably may concur, that it's, you know, that's part of the game. Like, that's part of using it. It's like a chess game is that sometimes the moves aren't necessarily the most honorable moves but there are moves that you can do and and i agree but it's also like the the you know the defensive lineman that's spitting in the face of the offensive lineman because he can get away with it i would never do that you wouldn't spit on another human being no okay right and i would never (laughs) pretend fall down i couldn't i would i would get up and go i'm i'm sorry that i didn't that wasn't real i'm sorry i quit i quit the i I quit the nfl i quit the nba oh Uh, all right well strong position but i understand it um yeah and that's uh, i watch the ufc i mean i don't know if you consider that a sport but uh i think it's a sport sport. um i like i so that's where i'm at i mean i like the the real like 
the bloodier the better, in my opinion. Uh, oh. I don't know what that says about me, but if there's a little bit more blood in basketball, I might watch it more. Well, they they so, stop play anytime somebody starts bleeding, so it's kind of the opposite of what you're looking thank for. Thank you. Thank you for reiterating <laughs> my – yes. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. that's about it. So um, you uh, – so limited sports um, interest and background, but that's why I appreciate your thoughts because you are also a graphic designer. You're, you're a man of many trades. Yeah, One of I'm, which uh, is a graphic designer. Yeah. And I would you, consider myself uh-huh. – I'm going to say this because why not? I consider myself a renaissance man. I don't. That's just something people say. But I think if somebody was describing me and knew that trope, I think that's – I've uh, living in West Virginia, as you know, it's uh, the economy is fairly depressed. So instead of, you know, resting on my laurels and just complaining about that, I've tried to do something about that, get trained, do things, this and that. I've, uh, I've worked for the Department of Highways. Uh, I drive truck right now. If for people not in West Virginia, that means a CDL truck driver. Um, commercial truck driver, uh, graphic design. I've worked for uh, the state of West Virginia. I've weeded it for a living, and I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, this this will tell you all you need to know about me. The if I could do anything in this whole world and make mo- enough money to live off of it, I would weed eat every single day of my life. I love it. It's cathartic. I me- it's like my meditation. I don't have to talk to anyone. It's kind of why I like truck driving. Is the the solitude fantastic? Right. I love it. But on the graphic design part, you um, designed the logo for this podcast. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I would say I am the prime in, in Dire Prime, uh, Ooh. Uh, whatever the name of the company is. <laughs> <laughs> the name I came up with. I want you to know that that name was me and uh, the other you know, the per- I don't. Why would I not say his name? That's weird. David Dyer, the, the Dyer behind. Oh, uh, the, the part, the Dyer part. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh. He looked at me puzzled, and then I talked my way through it, uh, the prime being, you know, your, your one and only source. That was a sketch on a notepad to um, whatever uh, whatever thing you listen to podcasts on, hopefully not on Android. But uh, whatever you listen to podcasts on, that's, that's the final result. And I, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's awesome, and everybody's uh, – well, I don't know if people would say mean things about it, but people have said only nice things about it. That's and great. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so with your graphic design hat, West Virginia University recently came out with new football jerseys for the 2018, or I guess, yeah, the fall of 2019. Uh, you've taken a look at them. Give me your thoughts on the new WVU football jerseys. Okay, I think if if I wasn't analyzing it, and uh, again, I don't want, I mean, I watch WVU football, you know, um, on a per- peripheral basis on Twitter or Instagram or when people are posting it, it's really the worst time of the year when people are on Twitter and, and, and all the social media talking about football, literally live tweeting a game with no context I don't know why they do that. Do they, maybe they're just venting. I get it. I do that with politics, but that's the only really, you know, absorption I have of WVU football. So when I, when you show me those jerseys, um, my first thought was looks like a WVU Jersey. Like I don't, because I remember a couple years ago, and I, I think I might have even yeah, – that might have been over over six or seven years ago, really. Um, they, they had the big change, and I remember people being upset about the, the letters. That they right. Silly. And, and my, my, my thing of it is um, graphic design is like any other industry. It goes along with trends. And I think those jerseys are very trendy, per se. I think 
as far as um, uh, palatability, they're very simple. You've got those those plain colors, the W, the WVU uh, blue and the gold. The lettering, I could see the font. I mean, it's all a matter of preference. It's not the most offensive thing on earth. The only thing I will say about it, in my opinion, just just thinking as a graphic designer, is the the, the typeface is very thin, and I would think there might be trouble with people seeing the jerseys for you know people calling the game right seeing what number and i'm and even the, the image you sent me the jersey was kind of a little bit tucked underneath of his uh his shoulder pads right and it it, it kind of skewed the number which you could tell what the number was but i could see that being an issue i mean i think this goes along the lines of um a lot of people hate the uh, and the only reason i know about it is because i i've i've seen people talk about it because it evidently bothers people the oregon ducks the, the the bright green right. uniforms. Mm-hmm. I know people hate those uniforms. I think they're great. I, I think you stand out. They stand I out. Mean, That's right. And I will tell you this about graphic design. Just uh, I should have said at the beginning. My my opinion of graphic design, and this is where my mind is. So you can kind of tell my opinion based on this. Is graphic design is the only reason it exists is because people want to compete for your money. Um, if you if it's something you need, you'll go to the grocery store and buy it out of a stapled paper bag that says peanut butter on it. Like you'll buy it like that. But graphic design says Jif and Peter Pan compete with each other. Whatever you're used to looking at, the you know that classic Jif green and red label, you go get it because that's what you know and that's what you like. If it just had Jif written on a paper bag, you'd grab whatever, whatever was the cheapest. You wouldn't know. Um, and that's what graphic design is to me is it's basically getting you to spend money on their product. They bought, they hire you to make their product compete with other products. So to me, the Oregon ducks, that, that green uniform, I love those, um, the, the wings on the shoulder, on the shoulders that look kind of like, um, what do you call that on a uniform? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Like the shoulder yeah. pad things. Those, I think that's great. It's a great design. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I know people don't like the color, but if you look at the font on them, it's very similar to what WBU's doing. I looked up top 10 list of worst uniforms. <laughs> you Google top 10 uniforms? Yeah. And honestly, like, I was like, none of these are that bad. Like, there's some of the ones, like, especially in the NBA, that have like a real thick, um, like, collar on them and then like a, a thick band on the bottom. And right. they just look heavy. Like I don't, I don't like that personally. I like the old fashioned, um, uh, you know, old fashioned NBA Magic Johnson, you know, <laughs> short short right jersey. I, I mean, the only again, the only reason that they're even wearing these uniforms and, and doing this graphic design and reintroducing it is for the money. And uh, to me, it's in it, it, the money. When I say money, I mean you're getting you know, a butts and seats. You're getting eyes on the TV. Um, it could be shirts and skins if it didn't matter. If people were really just interested in the game, if, if we all, I mean, we, we could say otherwise, but it's really, and you've talked about on the podcast, being a WU fan can be kind of difficult, but it's not about watching basketball. It's about, this is your team. Right. And you want them to succeed. And there is an identity with that. And that, you know, even with your, your logo being WVU basketball, you have that coonskin cap that says WVU. That, that's all day long. That's WVU and the ducks, the feathers, whatever. And now that that bright green color is their signature now. Right. And it, it would be interesting to see them try to get away from that. Um, you have the classic, you know, like I said, the Raiders, black and silver. I mean, they're never going to go away from that because that's their thing. Um, it does. It's not bad. It's not good per se. It's just it's their identity. And it get, what gets butts and seats and what gets people buying merchandise. Right. So, I mean, I don't 
What, what's the word on the streets? What's the? What's it's the, mixed. The street? I mean, the uh, simple. I've heard the term simple used to describe him. People okay. like him because there's nothing offensive about them and they're fine. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but no, I would say no strong feelings, but I think what, what the university is saying through and with Nike's partnership is like, we want to have a brand, not just for football, but for all sports. So that font that you see on the football jerseys, we're going to see that on the basketball jerseys next season. And through all sports, they're going to have that font represented. So my concern from a basketball standpoint is skinny number on a jersey, which is not – it's it's in the minority, so it might make it stand out. But your thoughts yeah. on skinny numbers on a basketball jersey? I know you have strong well, opinions about this. Again, I mean, it's it's kind of what I said before about the football jerseys. Is I know you're a little bit closer, not in a stadium, but it's just kind of hard to read. It's not really – it doesn't really stand out. Um, I think I, I agree with – and that's one of the number one things that drives me crazy is inconsistency in branding – is when you have more than one logo, more than mm-hmm. one, you know, more than one color scheme, and people don't get the. Because I, I mean, I did pre-press um, graphic design for about three years, which means I make sure files are correct before they go to the press. And we did um, in a, a company I worked for, we did screen printing for vending machines, and we worked for Coke and Pepsi. And buddy, if that if that Coke red wasn't right, they send it back. I mean, you lose a million dollars. Like wow. they don't mess around, right? Because Coke red and Pepsi blue are a certain color. And you don't get it wrong. Right. And that's the thing that a lot of some companies you see, even like billboards, big companies, you see inconsistencies in color. and People don't seem to care, but they don't understand that even a different color blue, your logo could be similar to somebody else's. And they just they don't care. It's like I said about Jif, that that classic label, they keep it the same for a reason. So you grab you don't even have to read it. You know what it looks like. It, you don't even know what Jif means. You, nobody cares. It, but right. that color and that identity. So when you're looking at consistency across the sports i think that makes sense i mean what are you going to have a different style jersey for the basketball team like what well, i don't, I don't they have i mean that's what they've done in the past and they're trying to unify it under one well uh, i i again yeah coming from periphery i didn't know that so to me it's like when you when you see the olympics when you look at the american team when you go across all the sports the jerseys are different style obviously because a skier can't wear the same as a snowboarder but what is it there's the same you know design the same colors the same scheme those kind of things you've got trim this stuff it's all the same and that's that's supposed to be a non-profit thing obviously we know it's not but even that across sports that are completely different the, the idea that wvu wouldn't have a consistent scheme across sports seemed kind of silly to me as a graphic designer but yeah i, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if a lot sometimes you have to ask these questions because they're specific industry or right. know, niche things that you're not thinking about that they will tell you, like you just said, WVU's thing is that the basketball team is different from everything else. And that's something to consider. Now, if they've got to deal with Nike, I mean, just knowing from the little branding I've done and working with other companies, um, WVU is a little bit smaller than Nike. I mean, I don't think I need to tell you that. Yeah, just a, a smidge. I would yeah, say a they, smidge smaller, yeah. So when Nike says jump, they probably go, okay, but, um, but how high? Because we will. That's and, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not a, I mean, that's, that's how it happens. And a lot of times when you see these NFL jerseys, cause every once in a while, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, they'll come out with, Oh, look at the new jerseys for next year. And they're all these crazy things. And then when the season starts, they, you don't see them because they're going through these deals with Nike and Reebok and whoever. And this is what's sellable. This is the look that we can get to sell to people. We focus group. We've tried to sell jerseys. We've tried to sell shirts. 
I know, and again, because just because I follow the UFC, with they um went and made a deal with Reebok, and the only apparel any of the fighters could sell or wear in their octagon was Reebok. And at first, what they call fight kits is their uniform, the, sh- the shirt they wear into the octagon and the, and the shorts that they sell. Um, they're terrible. They were awful. Okay. There was, a, there was a huge backlash. And the UFC, they didn't drop their deal with Reebok. I think it was a pretty big, like, five- or six-year deal. Reebok got better. Like, they, they heard the complaints, and they got better because they want to make money. Right. And so when WVU has a deal with Nike – the idea is WU could get their own jerseys made easy. I mean, yeah, th- it's not about the jerseys. It's about selling merchandise for them. That's right. And whatever, whatever will sell is what I'm assuming that I'm, I mean, I'm not an expert in marketing, but that, that seems like what's happening is you're wanting a consistent look across the whole WU scheme, which I don't see a problem with, but again, I'm not a huge fan. So <laughs> I can okay. care less. Well, I, I, I appreciate that outsider perspective. So, um, a couple more questions before I let you go. Uh, and you've told me about your basketball, basketball expertise. Favorite WVU basketball player, past um, or present? I think my favorite WVU basketball player is uh, um, um, Saggy Drawers Cab- Cabinate. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's not played a lot this year. He's been injured. Um, some would say he's been faking an injury. I don't, I don't <laughs> that, know. It's, it's insane. But, yes, yeah, some people are assuming um, that. I would say that um, he's my favorite WVU basketball <laughs> player. I've not watched one single game of WVU basketball in my entire life, Josh. Yes, that's awesome. I your love podcast, it. I'm not kidding. Your podcast is my only link to NCAA basketball. And you're not the only one, and I I like wearing that hat. That makes and me I have good. honestly, I came to the podcast for the laughs, and I've stayed for the laughs. Oh, well, that's that's a compliment, and I'll take that. Um, and I've learned about basketball. I really have. I've learned a little bit about basketball. See, that's the thing is I know what I know how basketball – like, I know how it works. I mean, I know more about basketball than golf. I'll say that. Wow. Uh, my wife is actually pretty skilled at basketball. She was a, she was kind of a, a middle school phenom, so she kind of can – but she's not interested in anything, like anything. So, <laughs> like – when when she listens to your po- sometimes your podcast will be lifting, listen, playing in the periphery, and uh, when she's not making fun of your accent, she's commenting on. Yeah, no, I agree with them there. <laughs> That's great. All right, and, and is- the words "please never tell never tell him I said that" have come out of her mouth, and I just did. So, well, I'm and, worried. Uh, I mean, we're putting all of our cards on the table. That's not the first yeah. time I've heard that. So this is podcasting. Moving- that's right. There you go. All right. So this is the most important question. You're okay. you're new to the mustache game. You, you're currently rocking a mustache. Yes. Give me your Mount Rushmore of people with mustaches. Okay. And again, I've thought about this as well. And I'm just, I mean, it has to be from the beginning. I have to, I have to think now, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to differentiate between real people and fictitious characters you shouldn't their mustaches are real or not in movies who knows sometimes they are sometimes they aren't it doesn't matter i think just for um being pious and really just giving him his credit i've got i think you have to say tom Selleck is number one i don't i don't think there's any other choice that's a good one here's the thing is my thing is 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 it somebody that's just kind of faking it or is it somebody that you literally wouldn't know who they were if they weren't if they didn't have that mustache. So I go Tom Selleck number one based okay. on that criteria, and I go um, Sam Elliott number two. 
Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's on my Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore. I mean, just yes. consistently there with the mustache. From Tombstone to Roadhouse, he's got it, and he's known yes. for the mustache. And again, you've played. You've given me a perfect segue. I will say, the rest. I mean, from maybe two down to five, the entire cast of Tombstone. I mean, <laughs> if somebody said the four guys on the billboard of Tombstone, I you mean, can't really argue with that. Kurt Russell. I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, there's nothing better than that mustache. Even, well, even I, um uh. I've forgotten every character's name in that movie now. Um, but he's Wyatt the, Earp. Yeah, right. The, the bad guy's name. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Billy Domingo, Bob Thornton or? Um, Dingo. <laughs> Durango. Yeah, Dingo. Right. Durango. Sure. Whatever mm-hmm. his name is. The, guy, the the bad guy. The Daisy. Even his mustache. That, that You know, the scrawny mustache. He's rocking that mustache. It makes his character. It really does. Um, I think. As you go down, you get you have to kind of struggle because I can't really think of a whole lot of people that have a mustache alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cat Williams, you have to throw him in there. Oh, interesting. Um, that pencil stash. Pencil um, stash, yeah. And I, I think uh, you know where my brain's going. You got to have your Steve Harvey in there because, again, mm. see, this is the thing. You even did it even cross your mind that he had a mustache? Of course. Well, no, I mean, I yes. The answer well, is to yes. Me, though, to that. The thing is, is I don't know what he would look like without one. Like, I can't even fathom it. And then when you get to Steve Harvey's, you got one step down, Dr. Phil. Wow. Mount Rushmore has like 40 people on it. Yeah, so you're breaking the rules, but this is this is an important conversation, so I'm allowing going over the four limit of Mount Rushmore. But again, I think you have to go with the personalities and the people that the mustache is part of them. And I don't think you see a whole lot of people that are very timid with mustaches in the celebrity world. I think most of the people in real life with mustaches probably don't talk a whole lot and probably shouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> the ones in the movies and on TV, uh, they're they're talkers. They're heavy talkers. And so let me ask you that. I mean, because I thought about uh, Wyatt Earp, uh, the Kurt Russell character in Tombstone. But Kurt Russell in Hateful Eight. Now, that mustache they had a, a lot of personality, and I could hear the argument that that mustache is better than Wyatt Earp's. What okay, would you yeah, think about well, that argument? Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think I think Kurt Russell with facial hair is just great no matter what. I think he's a, he's a multifaceted person. But again, the thing about him is um, Escape from L.A., no, no facial hair whatsoever. Right. Face, still Kurt Russell. I think you've got that dynamic of he's Kurt Russell no matter what. But I think the mustache and the facial hair really sets him off and really makes that character pop. That's fantastic. I think the character of Wyatt Earp makes that mustache a little bit better because it does. It's a better character. Keeps it that well waxed. I have no idea. (laughs) I I don't know. It's a fair question. I don't have the answer to that. I think maybe he had a large production crew, but I'm not going to say that. I don't know. Yeah, well, and so the other names that I would bring to the table as an argument, because we agree on Sam Elliott. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I know Eddie Murphy with a mustache. Um, Dennis Eckersley, uh, Oakland A. Uh, I just think of him with a mustache. Are these basketball players? Are those basketball players? That's that's a fair question. It's not. And then there's a guy on Mount Rushmore that has a mountain mustache, uh, Mr. Teddy Roosevelt. So I think you could make the argument that Teddy stays on the Mount Rushmore of mustaches as well as being on Mount Rushmore. Your okay, you know, 
you know what I was, and I was, when I was thinking about this earlier, um, the one of the, some of the great, this is the kind of thing about our politics today is we get upset, you know, at, at, at the things people say, but if you go back and read some transcripts from two of the best mustaches in presidential history, Taft and Roosevelt, you've got a pair of stashed crap talkers up there. I mean, <laughs> he literally, Roosevelt literally called Taft a fat pig. Yes, he did. I know that's not mustache related, but I think it really does. When you, and I got, I got to thinking about it, and I couldn't figure out who had the better mustache. But again, I think with the Wyatt Earp trope and what I'm saying about, you know, their personalities going with it, I think the um, Teddy Roosevelt mustache goes with the personality more. Uh, Taft looks more like a walrus than he does a tough guy. Yes. So, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Roosevelt's got to be up there. Yeah, and I, I, I equate Taft with. Um... Uh, personalized bathtub and not I don't think mustache first thing just sad just sad I mean uh he's unique he's the yeah. he's the fat president so he's got that lane <laughs> yeah all right final final question I'm asking everybody this in the off season <clears throat> what would be what animal would represent the ward family uh on your family crest oh man just just I don't just amoebas I don't know uh <laughs> Just nothing. Just a dumpster fire. Just nothing. Wow, a dumpster fire. That's that's not an animal, but that's an interesting. I mean, whatever book. goes in a dumpster. I mean, possum. Oh. Is that possum? Yeah. That a smiling possum. I'll tell you what. <laughs> side note: based on this question, I just my wife and I did uh, the twenty three and Me uh, for yes. her birthday, <laughs> um, and uh, it turns out um, I'm white. Oh wow. I mean, shocker, I know. She had some, she had like four, like 0.4% African descent, a little bit of Native American. Mine was just like Europe. You're scanning it, Europe. The pie right chart there. was one color? Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was varying shades of blue. It was just, you are from Europe. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate, I think this is an enlightening conversation. Learned a lot. Um, from a renaissance man you're not calling yourself that i'm calling you that ty ward thank you for joining me on unreasonable doubt well thanks for having me josh here's ty ward to tell you more about the lead sponsor for unreasonable doubt dire prime as you say in the ad design from design to printing that's what we do we everything is as original as possible we get customers that have ideas, and they even sometimes they have graphics. We'll do whatever you want, really. But our main trope is kind of we will do it from start to finish. We'll give you a, an original idea. There's print shops that mostly just do, you know, they're just clip art organizers. And that's fine, and some people want that. And a lot of these, you know, in the sports realm, when you see a lot of these high school jerseys and stuff like that, um, we can't really compete with those people because that's not what we do. We don't, we don't hammer out a million, you know, designs at once and plug your name into it that's just we can do that and we will if that's what you want but that's not really our specialty our specialty is like your your logo call or text dire prime 304-767-4445 visit them on the web direprime.com d-y-e-r-p-r-i-m-e.com or visit them on facebook or instagram at dire prime Big thanks again to Ty Ward for joining me. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. That's it for this episode. Listen on all the platforms, Anchor, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, TuneIn, CastBox. Subscribe, rate, and review. Do all those things. I appreciate that. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season. They're zero and zero.